Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ho, ho, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is uh, Father Christmas. Father Christmas. My name is Father Christmas. And my name is Peter. Bang! Bang! That's that's what it, he hasn't got a gun for people listening at home. I should I should move this up so people can hear me a bit more clearly. Yeah. Um, I am dressed as Father Christmas today. I have a real beard on over my fake beard. Look at him. He's great. There, there he is, and Peter's wearing a Christmas jumper that says bang on it. It's got a cracker on like it. Like a Christmas cracker. Which I think is only culturally relevant to people in perhaps only in the UK. I don't mm. think they have crackers anywhere else. So um, Complete mystery. Yeah. Wasn't there that clip that was going around of a, from a TV show where there was an American who was like pulling it himself? He was like, these are amazing. You have to do... Oh, no, you have to reach inside and pull the explosive bit out, and that's it. Yeah, or I, I, yeah that rings completely, a bell. Completely misappropriating yeah. how... Uh, how Misappropriating, misunderstanding how, how, mm. how crackers work. Ashton is not here. She has Christmas plops, Aww. unfortunately. So yeah. no Ashton this week. But Ashton will be on the bonus podcast that goes out next week while we're all off. So uh, she will return then. Peter, yeah, are you prepared for Christmas? I am. I'm just keeping an eye on your beard, making sure it's not rubbing. It's not rubbing your on microphone. the microphone. Yeah, I think I'll take it off now. This there we go. The, the beard has come off. I'm excited for Christmas. Yeah, I I really like Christmas. Um, yeah, always been a fan of it. Um, I like hanging out with the family, eating lots of food, mm-hmm. uh, giving and receiving presents, playing and reindeer games, playing reindeer games, and putting coinage in places it shouldn't go. Absolutely. Are you uh, excited for Christmas? Yes, yes, yeah. I am. I like Christmas. I enjoy Christmas too. Some people really, really don't like it. Some people don't celebrate it, which is fine. Yeah, but some people hate it. They do. They cannot stand it. But I enjoy it because it's a period of complete overindulgence, and mm. also it makes me feel happy in my tum tum to give presents to loved ones. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, me too. I enjoy I, it. I very much, we both count ourselves very lucky to be in a position where we can enjoy Christmas. Of Absolutely. Course. But uh, yeah, if if we can enjoy it, then we should. And we should be happy that we can enjoy it, which we do. Be nice to people, everybody. Yeah. That's that's the moral of, that's that's the Father Christmas moral of the story, oh, maybe. I don't, Christmas. I don't really know where I'm going with this. Each and every week, we're sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor on this here podcast. I have the ad read in front of me now. I think it's one of my best. Oh, ones. yeah. One of our best ones. One of our best sponsors. One of the best things to have been sent to us genuinely by a sponsor. By a real sponsor. Uh, this week, we are sponsored by the new Final Fantasy spin off game, Father Chris Iscor. 
Father Christ's Christ's Father Chris's Chris's core. Yeah. Okay. That's excellent. Yeah. Yes. Can you tell us about it? Nope. No, you know Father it. Christmas's wife, Mrs. Core. Merry Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry. It's not real. Oh, sorry. Oh. I couldn't. I was really struggling. There's nothing out. No, uh, there's nothing out. And <laughs> uh, Father Christmas Core. It's not a real sponsor. Obviously, Christmas Core is real, and fa- so is Father Christmas because he's he is he, real. Yeah. He's right here in the room. Um, but we're sponsored by wonderful patrons over at patreoncom forward slash Team Triple Jump, where for as little as one dollar per month, you can submit questions to this podcast. And uh, we really, really appreciate it. There's loads of other tiers available, loads of other rewards that you can get for supporting us there. So thank you very much to all of our patrons who have supported us this year. We appreciate you. Peter. Yep. You got a question? Uh, I have got a question. Uh, it's from Mr. Uncle Butters. Mm. I would have to go for the lacto-free version, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> Mr. Gr- Uncle Marjorie. Greetings, salutations, and merry tidings to you lovely boys and or girls and or others. It's that time of year when everything video game where every video game news or journalism outlet and their dogs are giving out Game of the Year awards, and I flopping hate it. Pause for effect after that not-so-dramatic plot twist, it says. To briefly elaborate, film has the Oscars and the Golden Globes, stage has the Tonys, football has the Ballon d'Or, the door balloon, that That is how that translates. Um, But gaming seemingly lacks a legitimate big prize, excepting the recent rise of the Game Awards, but I hesitate to give Jeffrey too much praise given the amount of cringe that comes with them. Given this void, publishers seem to take an award uh, from any outlet of seemingly any size and shamelessly slap a Game of the Year sticker on their game to try and bump sales in the festive period. Mm. The most egregious example of this I can recall was Jedi Fallen Order, an aggressively average game by most accounts, mine included, which was, after all after all was said and done, a bit of a missed opportunity. Getting very warm under that. Do you heater, want me to... Yeah, I'm in... The, I'm, I'm really more concerned to... about you because you're in a big sound, fluffy... I'm highly flammable. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Also, Dead Island 2, the spider is at home with Ashton. Uh, absolutely she's fine. looking after him. Yeah. Um, an aggressively average game by most accounts, which was, after all was said and done, a bit of a missed opportunity. But someone somewhere said it was their game of the year. Mm-hmm. And so 12 months later in Holidays 2020, they sold a game of the year edition on the PlayStation Store and probably elsewhere. Yeah. Do you lot, uh, do you lovely lot, give a good gosh darn if a game has a game of the year sticker on it? Are you more likely to buy or play a game with a game of the year award to its name? And are, are there any game of the year stickers or awards from outlets that you put any stock into? Thanks for continuing to entertain us, the masses, and merry keys keys. Merry keys keys. Merry keys keys to you too. Thank you, Mr. Uncle Butters. Um, personally, I... Uh, a game of the year sticker or award, no matter who it was from, would not necessarily make me any more or less likely to buy a game. Because I think by the time a game has been given a game of the year award, mm. it will already be mainstream and popular enough that I will already know all about it. So if I want, if I'm gonna want to play it or buy it, I will already want to do that before it's been given an award if that makes any sense yes um you know if for example god of war if i was if anyone who wants to play god of war ragnarok i'm talking about in this example or already knows what it is they probably already want to play it they weren't waiting around for the game awards to think i wonder if it'll mm, oh it's one game of the year maybe i should give that a go mm. i mean maybe there might be a few people who thought it's not for me and then after just constant praise 
um, then they might be more likely to play it. But that's more of a clear-cut game of the year in, in a lot of cases. It's, I don't think it's going to struggle to win many Game of the Year awards from various outlets. Uh, but certainly one where, you know, maybe something like Jedi Fallen Order, if, if like one outlet says, it's our game of the year, it's not going to affect my likelihood of buying it. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any that I put more stock into? I mean... Again, the fact that I don't put a lot of stock into the game, a game of the year award at all, and that doesn't mean anything to me, means that it doesn't matter so much to me who is or isn't giving it. But if if I really wanted to, if someone said you can only uh, play game games of the year for the rest of your life, and you have to choose an outlet um, who's going to provide them to you, then I'd probably pick someone like IGN, I guess, just one of the bigger outlets that probably has a reasonably good handle on what should qualify as a game of the year. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it doesn't mean a great deal to me. The only thing that I do like about game of the year editions of games, particularly mm. if they come out, say, a year after uh, the the release, um, is that uh, we talked about it on a recent podcast, when you get uh, DLC bundles on mm-hmm. um, either on, on disc or on uh, as downloadable content, you know, it may be if I have sat on the game for a while, the award isn't going to make me more likely to buy it, but maybe I've just been like, oh, I'll get around to that at some point. Then it happens to win a Game of the Year award, and I'm like, oh, I'll give it a go. And sometimes when they release a Game of the Year edition, they say, oh, and it's got everything with it all in one. And sometimes it's better value to to go for those. So there can be a benefit there, but you don't have to win a Game of the Year award to bring out a, you know, sometimes they just do that and call it the, the definitive edition or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the award is relatively meaningless in my life, um, but awards should still exist to give people the recognition that uh, they deserve. Yeah, absolutely. I think ultimately you've hit the you've hit the nail on the head. Just just hogged all of the points there. Well, really. I I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, these these game of the year editions or ultimate editions or complete editions generally contain all of the content that's been released for a game. Yeah, it's not very often that a that a, that a game is released in exactly the same condition that it was at launch, but just with, with Game of the Year on it. Sometimes it does happen, yeah. but not very often. Game of the Year editions, Ultimate Editions, Complete Editions, they usually are an opportunity for people to pick up a copy of the game, usually a year after the mm. fact, with all of the content included for slightly less than the price it was at launch. So it's usually a pretty good bargain. And then when it ultimately goes on sale on, di- on digital storefronts, it's then ridiculous. You know, you can get the complete... The Witcher, up until recently, I think they put the price back up because of the next-gen uh, upgrade that's been made mm. available. Uh, but it was like seven ninety nine, and you could get right. The Witcher 3 and both of its big expansions. So uh, that's really what those are for. But I, I totally see where Mr. Uncle Butters is coming from in that some of the games that have Game of the Year are a bit tenuous. I think most recently, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 yeah. was the subject of ridicule because it will be getting a Game of the Year edition, I assume, next year. I believe it's going to bundle in the expansion that's coming soon with Idris Elba in it. Uh, and that's because it won IGN Japan's Game of the Year mm-hmm. uh, for some reason. Uh, I don't think anyone can doubt that the game is massively improved and hugely popular. But that, come on now. Game of the year. It's not the in the game year of the it year. released. I do not. I do not agree no. uh, with that. Uh, so, yeah, there's some tenuous stuff there for sure. But it's usually, as far as I'm concerned, just sort of the sign of a big publisher and strong marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily always indicative of quality. Um, but you, you're right. Anything that has game of the year on on the on the cover is not going to 
I don't want st- to. I don't want to sound like big boy on campus, right? Mm. But I know what games are good and what well, games yeah. are bad. Like get, having game of the year on it is not going to tempt me either way. Like yeah. I, I know what it is. Probably if it's big enough to have won game of the year exactly from somewhere, we, including the audience watching this, as as informed gamers, will will know what it is and know whether we're into it or not. There may be some people who see it on the shelf, as you say, and pick it up and be like, oh, okay, game of the year, that's mm. cool. But if I was also placed in that hypothetical situation where I had to only play Game of the Year award winners, I mean, the Game Awards, Game of the Year awards don't really mean all that much as far as I'm concerned. Um, Maybe somewhere prestigious like BAFTA. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it ultimately matters. No. Uh, as long as you're getting all the stuff bundled in there mm. in the Game of the Year edition, that's what it is. Well, I th- I've got a good example, though of how ridiculous these things can be beyond the cyberpunk one. Right. I remember once I was in a dentist's waiting room mm. and they had a an official Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic book magazine kind of thing. Excellent. And on the back, it had a big advert for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. And it said, five stars, best game I've ever played. And then it was it was a review from that magazine, the official. Oh, from that magazine. From not only from that magazine, but also it was the official Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles magazine saying right. this Ninja Turtles game, brilliant, best thing ever. It's the greatest game of all time. No, like put that on the poster, put that in the marketing material, <laughs> and then put it back on the magazine because that that that's how you know that that review has integrity and it matters. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you can people play this game all the time. It's mm-hmm. about using your common sense if you don't necessarily agree, but uh, if it's got additional stuff in there and you can save some money, there's an opportunity for you to get the Game of the Year edition or it. whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. It's time to play a section that Ashton will be gutted she's missing, Peter. Play a section. Play a section. Yeah. What? It's time to talk about a section, which is what we're doing now, and then mm-hmm. we'll do the section. Right. What's it? What is it? It's Help? about what we talking about. But huh? playing, oh. Play, what we play. Oh, right, okay. It's what we play in time, time to talk about the games, what we have been playing. Now, we are recording this on Tuesday this week mm. due to the nature of various members of the team being off at various times, so we thought we'd get this done nice and early. Uh, so I imagine that we may have had the opportunity to play some sort of party games, etc., seeing as this is now Christmas Eve when this episode releases. Right, yeah. And when you're listening to this, it may be even later than that. Mm. Uh, so, Peter. Yeah? What have you been playing? And also, it has literally only been a few days since we recorded the last podcast. Yeah. So there's not been a great opportunity to really play much. But what have you played? Well, I imagine by the time it's Christmas Eve, I I will have played a little bit of... I'll, I'll have done some party games. I'll be spending Christmas Eve with my wife's family, and she has two younger siblings. Ooh. And we always play... Well, historically, we've always played a bit of uh, Nintendo Wii. We play um, uh, what's the the uh, uh, the party games like the sort of packing Mario Party? No, sports? not Mario. Just like we, there's like Wii. Globe Trot. Wii and, what? Wii sports. Uh, Wii. I don't even know what they're called, but I just go around. We play. We play like <laughs> Wii Party or something. Okay, I, I think that's called. one. Yeah. Wii Party sounds like. I one. think that's it. Yeah. Um. Uh, but now he's got a PS5. So we might be playing something else. I don't know. Played wow. Monopoly on the Christmas day when he opened yeah. his PS5. Uh, Absolutely. Last um, I'm talking game Monopoly now, digital Monopoly. That's yeah, well, played. who's got time for, yeah. for a regular one? Uh, but no, that's all hypothetical. I don't know what exactly I will have played, but I have actually played something since we last recorded, mm-hmm. um, which is I'm doing a bit of prep work. Um, I don't need to do any prep work, but I'm doing I'm reliving Resident Evil 4 uh, because the remake's coming out 
mm. next year. And mm. I think it's early next year, isn't it? Is it like first, February? like second or third month of yeah, know, something like that? Yeah. So um, I've played that game many times over. But we were talking about it. I I mentioned it recently. I I talked about uh, oh yeah, we were doing Christmas what memorable video gaming Christmas presents have you had? And mm. that was one I talked about. And then just talking about it made me think, oh man, I've not played that game in a little while. <laughs> and then I was hooking up a, a PS2 to my new uh, like office room in the new house because I want to start like uh, being able to capture on the computer. Um, and it was right there next to me. And I was mm. like, oh, there it is, Resi Force coming out next year. It's a good reason to play it. If yeah. I ever need a reason, I mean, I don't ever need a reason, but uh, so I've given that a, a restart. I'm enjoying it very much. Nice. Um, Excellent. Yeah. How so, far through are you? Uh, I've just got to, uh, there's a, a bit where you're kind of holed up in a cabin mm. uh, with your friend Lewis, and you basically have to just survive while hordes and hordes of uh, monsters come at you. That sounds um, spooky, man. Yeah, and the cutscene shows this bit where you're about to cross this bridge and on the other side of the bridge, there's just like about 50 of these villagers mm. but because there's so many of them. If you stop and look at them for more than a moment, they're really like low poly. Oh, uh, it's just a cutscene, but I guess they just thought in order to render this, we're going to have to have some pretty low quality mm -hmm. models in there. So they just show them very fleetingly and they've all got like slightly wonky faces. But um, are you ready for them all to become handsome Squidwards? In the, they will be, yeah, very handsome Squidwards. Um, I can't wait to see. Uh, I've, I've been going through and like seeing like looking at moments in the game and thinking, I wonder what subversions are going to be done here, subversions of expectations. Because we already know about the dog uh, that you, well, I won't say if you don't know, but we already know something about the dog slash wolf mm -hmm. that you free from a bear trap at the very start of the original game. Um, so if you've been keeping up to date with the the material they've already shown for the remake, um, there's like, oh, that's something they've changed. So um There'll be a lot of that, I'm sure. This game's the the remake's going to be a lot spookier, I imagine, than the more action focused. It's pretty spooky to be to begin with in the original, but yeah, I think it's going to get a lot scarier. So I'm excited to play it finally, mm -hmm. yeah, and also be a bit scared. Mm -hmm. uh, should be should be fun. We'll stream it in some way, some way, shape, or form. Yes, it will uh, be covered. Whether I do it solo or we do it as a joint stream, because we do. Do you like a, uh, we like our horror games on the joint stream. We so do. We'll work out what we're doing. We've got but a queue. We need to finish off dark pictures. Then there's the Callisto protocol. There is, and, and then there's, there's Dead Space as well. So Flipping maybe I'll Dead do it. Space too. I might do it solo. Yeah, but, may uh, not have time. Mm, yeah. Amazing, exciting. Is that what you played? That's all I played. Yeah. Wonderful. So we we party on the PS5. This mm. uh, probably this probably by now. Yeah. By the time of the release. Well, no, podcast. probably not the Wii. Only that's what we used to play. But now he's got a PS5. So just hook it right in. It's got yeah. USB ports, right? Just USB it in. Yeah. Technology. Uh, I've played a few things. I have played some more Sackboy. A big Sackboy's a big adventure. Sackboy's a big adventure. Sackboy. Sackboy a big adventure. Okay. Sackboy a big adventure. I've played a little bit of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Best I just find game that ever a, five stars. Best games ever. <laughs> five stars. Official Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles magazine. I find that to be a great local co-op game because mm -hmm. you can have. Four people hop in. I really enjoyed that, actually. That was a really, really fun game that released this year. Uh, I've played a little bit of Borderlands 2 because it's never far. Borderlands 2 is never far. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to just pick up and play. I yeah. know it like the back of my hand. Uh, and 
the main thing I've been playing this week is Final Fantasy, no, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. I think that's the full name, uh, which we talked about in Review Corner last week, but I am continuing to enjoy. Mm. Um, I've been absolutely crushing the side missions, which you can access at any time. And some of them take me like less than a minute to do, mm-hmm. but I just sort of tick away at them every time I get, because you access them from save points. So I'll be in the middle of like an actual regular chapter of the game, and then there'll be a save point. And I think, oh, maybe I'll do some side missions. And then I'll spend like an hour there doing side missions, and then I'll turn it off and go to bed. And all the AI are around me thinking, come on, we're gonna, what are you doing? We're gonna save the day. Like, no, I've just got to nip off to 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 this uh, to the other side of the planet quickly to do this uh, soldier mission. You wouldn't understand. Um, but yeah, that game continues to impress me. I still think it's a bit hokey in mm-hmm. places, especially yeah. the the voice acting, um, which. I understand is all new, but it it does have that. So it's so painfully Japanese in places where the camera angle will 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 cut to above and the character leans back and puts their arms out and goes, "Why couldn't it have been me?" Right. But the the delivery is kind of flat, so mm-hmm. it doesn't really match the animation. Uh, there's a few instances of that. Um, that's I suppose. It's what you the, play JRPGs for. Though, well, that's it, true, really? but I feel like that's what the original had going for it was that there was no voice acting mm, so there was yeah. none of that and i think the re the proper you know final fantasy 7 remake part one avoided that really well or mm. at least the voice performances were really good and, and where there were instances of those they they adapted very well uh so that sticks out quite a lot but obviously that's a hangover from it being a remaster and uh, i will probably i well no i will finish this game it's sort of it's what I'm playing at the moment. That's mm-hmm. that's the game that I'm I'm focusing on at the moment. So, and that's what I've been playing. Lovely. It's time for question two. Yeah. This one comes from Brooks Existentialist, who says, "Happy Honda Days, Bap. Was there ever a video game deal you scored that you still get excited when reflecting on it? I am still riding the high of scoring a new PS4 with an extra controller and Red Dead Redemption Two for two hundred dollars back in 2018. Wow. Cheers. That's, that's a good deal. That's a very good deal. You got any bargains? Uh, I've got what I don't really tend to remember specifically really good deals that I've got. I know I have done in the past, but uh, they don't really stick with me. Uh, the one that I do remember because it sort of often I kind of come back to it often, um, although I don't remember the figures, is that I got a really good discount. I think I got 70% off on Steam on this massive star wars collection that they had oh, wow. so basically i don't know if it's every star wars game on steam but it's certainly most of them um most of them are like retro uh like kind of stuff like rogue squadron and race like episode one racer and stuff and they're all bundled in together um and uh yeah i got just a, a huge discount on it there was a big sale on and um the reason that i'm i often ride the high of that again is because when i'm going through my steam library which isn't that often that i actually play games on pc but when i do uh, i'm scrolling through and when i get to s there's just this like list of about (laughs) 15 star wars games and i'm like wow i paid hardly anything for those and i've still not played a lot of them but it doesn't matter because i hardly paid for them and Mm. they're always there when i want to come around and give them a go so um yeah that's one that uh it doesn't necessarily make me excited to think about and i don't even remember exactly how much i paid but it's something that i see i see those games on my list and i'm like oh yeah that was good look at that they're still there all those games that i paid almost nothing for bargain bargain yeah what about you uh i've got a couple uh they're mainly from when i was an impoverished student Mm. and uh buying games was 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 a challenge um i remember jumping through loads of loops loops hoops uh to 
purchase Mass Effect 2 or pre-order it on PS3 through EA's official store. Right. Um, and at that point, if you were in the UK and you were buying games, there were loads of retailers. Granger Games, mm. like Boomerang Games, Gaming 365 or something like that. There's There was just a dozen sort of smaller outlets and usually they'd have pretty good deals. But I think I had some kind of discount code or I could get one if I bought directly from EA. I'd never done that before, directly from a you know a publisher. Mm. And uh, I think I managed to get like £15 off, which is huge. That was a real difference maker. So I think I ended up getting it for like £25, £30 mm. at launch, which I was absolutely chuffed That's with. That's pretty good. Uh, another one that I remember clearly is that uh, Red Dead Redemption 1 was releasing on PS3. And I cycled into town uh, mm-hmm. from my parents' house uh, with my friend. We'd pre-ordered it online from Argos. Remember Argos? Yeah. Remember when they used to be in their own shop and not just in Sainsbury's? Yeah, I do. Is it Sainsbury's they're in? Yeah. I think they're in Sainsbury's, yeah, they're in Sainsbury's now. Yeah. Uh, we cycled there, showed the collection receipt, and they were really confused. And uh, then they came out with a really shiny special version of the game, oh. not, the, not the proper one. Like it was a cardboard sleeve and mm-hmm. it like folded out. It had some sort of digital codes in it and uh, not a lenticular sleeve, but it was like really sparkly. Right. I remember I remember that like red and sparkly and we we got that for the same price as the original because wow. the people who worked there did not know what Red Dead Redemption was. Uh so we would they just gave us a copy of it and it turns out that it was a much higher quality copy than the one that we'd actually paid for. So, Amazing. Yeah, that was pretty exciting. Uh but there we are. It's time to move on again. We're rattling through these questions. We today. are. That's what happens when Ashton's not here. I know. It's um, all Ashton's fault. We're going to... It's. I'll tell you what, though. It feels a bit weird not having Ashton here. Yeah, it just... Like it does feel time. a little bizarre. Um, but uh, that's why they call it Weird News. They do call it that. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Uh, 
It's weird news time, time for some weird video game news. If you'd like to submit some weird game news to us in a regular week, you just have to keep an eye out for the weird news post on Twitter and Facebook and pop your weird news in a reply there. However, we are preempting the weird news post this week because we're recording so early because of Krim, Krimus, Chrysler, Crimble. Uh, Crimble. And uh, so we've had to find our own weird news. If you'd like to guarantee yourself a shout out, though, at this point in the podcast, you have to do that. What? You have to become a podcast producer by going to Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump and supporting us at a certain tier just like Nathan, G.Y. Goliath, Nexus Polaris, Walco, Ellie Nicholas, Erica Hutchinson, Melody Elbonet, Katie Garrett, and Gabrielle Philipping. Thank you, podcast producers. Thank you, podcast producers. Thank you so much. What weird news did you manage to unearth? Uh, I've got one here. What I like about this is that um, Fraser turns our weird news into nice little handy graphics that they get posted on our Twitter, doesn't he? He does do that. Um, And this one... You know, might might cause issues. Pornhub's 2022 searches dominated by Minecraft, Overwatch, and Fortnite. Oh no! Yeah, this is almost an annual tradition at this point. Yeah, isn't it, it is. Um, you horny pervert. I don't remember Minecraft being in there before, though. No, they're just cube people. I love a good right angle. Yes, indeed. Mm. The porn site's most searched video games include Cuphead, Among Us. <laughs> Okay. Cuphead, Among Us, and dot 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 Minecraft. Brilliant. Um, this is written by CC Yang. This is according to Kotaku. Um, and here we go. I'm no stranger to the intricacies of video game porn. That's a hell of an opening. Great. Okay, good for you. I see it all the time when I'm running games, gaming searches on social media. Okay. Right. Yeah, right. to be fair. I'd see it in hashtags all the time, but I don't, you know, I follow like, I follow Spyro as a topic on Twitter. Oh dear. And when you go on the explore page, it just shows you all the latest Spyro posts. Brilliant. Yeah. There's going to be some in there, I would imagine. Yep. Um, Yet Pornhub's year in in review list revealing the most searched games on the platform in 2022 has got me reconsidering everything that I know about gaming porn. Overwatch, I expect and understand. But Minecraft, who's trying to get off to Among Us? Cuphead? Apparently, the answer is a lot of you. And then we have the list. Yeah. Um, Oh, Christ, there's just ads popping up everywhere. Um, Here are the entries in order. I'll go from the bottom to the top. Mm. Um, Starting at number 22. Don't, don't. (laughs) Number 22. Mass Effect. Street Fighter. Cuphead, Call of Duty, Final Fantasy, Splatoon, Among Us, Skyrim at number 15. Still popular. Wow, okay. Uh, Mortal Kombat, Roblox. No. Oh, God. No. That's troubling. Grand Theft Auto V, Apex Legends. Okay. Uh, Resident Evil. Right. Lady D, presumably. Yeah. Or, you know, anyone, I guess. Mm. Doesn't have to be Lady D. Punk. Uh, yeah, Hunk. So this is top 10. Resident Evil, Valorant, Valorant, Valorant. Uh, League of Legends, Summertime Saga, Cyberpunk, number five, Pokemon. No. Oh. Number four, Minecraft. Number three, Genshin Impact. Number two, Overwatch. And number one, Fortnite. Wow. First off, I think it's very funny that this list of top gaming porn searches only include one actual adult game, Summertime Saga. The rest of the rankings give me pause. I'm choosing to believe in human decency and assume that Pokemon fans are trying to get 
oh, it's just done a thing. It's just flicked way down. Are right. trying to get off to gym leaders and the Elite Four rather than Gardevoir and Lucario. It's much harder for me to rationalize Splatoon searches. But then I remember that incident in which a few streamers were banned for streaming porn over a Splatoon 3 match. So maybe the Splatoon porn doesn't have to involve the actual characters? Just let me pretend that's the case. In addition to the above games, Pornhub also shared a list of the most searched game characters on its platform. We've previously reported about D Diva rising to the... Who's that? Oh, from Overwatch. D.VA. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Uh, rising to the top of porn searches upon Overwatch 2's release. But the second most popular character search is Jenny Mod, a Minecraft mod that allows players to have an in-game girlfriend who will have sex with their character. Oh. No. Widowmaker comes in third. <laughs> oh, no. And then Resident Evil's Lady Dimitrescu. Oh. Um, oh, the Minecraft revelation is just... It's troubling, I isn't it? I can't believe that. Um, An in-game girlfriend that lets you have sex. With yeah. <laughs> Um, but of course, there's a vast difference between what users will search on a porn site versus what people might actually be willing to make. So you might be getting no results, even if you, even though you're searching for it. True. Especially true. when animating sex scenes, especially when animating sex scenes presumably takes a lot more time than shooting one with real actors. Cuphead only has one page of porn results, while Mass Effect has 17 pages despite its lower ranking. There's a real under uh, under reserved. Oh, sorry, underserved. There's a real underserved market for Cuphead porn, and I hope that NSFW artists rise to the challenge. Uh, Brilliant. Last little bit. Porn hit, Pornhub's year-ending list is enlightening. I thought that more story-heavy games would dominate the list, but no, it seems some gamers will seek porn for almost everything and anything, even if the characters are liable to land them in jail. Oh, excellent. Nice, nice way to finish. Very that. good way for... to end the article. I'm surprised Call of Duty's not higher, given everyone thirsting over ghosts. Yeah, you no, know? you're right. Um, it's all on TikTok, I suppose. They get everything they need from there. Yeah. Not Pornhub. And I guess some of it uh, is to do with, you know, how early or late games came out in within the year. Although, I mean, trying to think what was in the top. Pokemon is, you know, kind of uh, an eternal thing. It doesn't matter that it was a Pokemon game this year. Mm. Uh, what else? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Cyberpunk was kind of mid-year, so depends where you... Maybe next year will be Ghost's Time to Shine when there's, yeah. he's more established. Although, again, Ghost as a character is, you know, essentially just long, a long, a long-standing... Yeah, it's been since 2007 we've yeah. had Ghost. So, yeah, I don't know. Blimey. Well, that was weird. And I'm it glad you was. brought that one because I checked a few sites and I couldn't... I, I was coming up empty-handed mm. so i just found something that i thought was interesting <laughs> okay uh, this is from pc gamer and ted litchfield after three years of work modders have remastered the first star wars fps it says really vaguely it's dark forces it's talking about dark okay forces, uh which we both remastered. enjoyed i think dark forces yeah right? we like the dark forces uh, Star Wars Dark Forces, the first Star Wars FPS and predecessor to the Jedi Knight series, has finally gotten the Zed Doom treatment. Developers Lucius DXL, Winterheart, and Gilmore M560 have released the 1.0 build of the Force Engine, an open-source reverse engineering of Dark Forces and soon its lesser-known cousin, Outlaws, that lets you play with modern conveniences and at high resolution. Mm. Released in 1995, Dark Forces is firmly of the Doom clone era of first-person shooters. It has that slippery, speedy, boomer shooter movement 
I assume it doesn't mean boomer in that sense. Killing gammons, yeah. Surely not. Uh, a great weapon selection and sprawling maze-like levels, but it really innovates in its presentation. Dark Forces nails the music, sound effects, and look of Star Wars while also telling a pretty in-depth story about Han Solo, a like Karl Katarn, doing battle with the Imperial Remnant. Uh, these days, Dark Forces are somewhat overshadowed by its sequels, blah, blah, blah. Basically, you can play it in 4K now. Right. Which is kind of astonishing. Well, that's funny because I was when I was looking for some news, I saw, I scrolled past a headline that said, Dark Forces looks great on current gen. And I thought, how can it? What does it's that not mean? Gonna, like, it's not going to upscale particularly well, but now I know. Now see, you know. Because they've done an actual remaster. I'm trying to play officially. a video, but here we go. Let's see if we can get it running. Can this you is show? the game where you thought there was a monster in the pit. This it? is the game where I would jump off cliffs and fire my gun wildly because I because the death sound sounded so much like a monster that I was trying to kill the monster before it killed me. Mm. But it was actually gravity. Gravity was the monster. Gravity. Does it, does it want to play? You want to play? Every time I skip ahead, it goes back to the first second. Yeah. So I suppose we'll never know. Right. Uh, but there we are. Isn't that weird? It is. So weird, man. I really, I struggled. I couldn't find anything. I bet by the time this comes out, someone's, uh, Jeff Keeley pisses himself on stage <laughs> at BAFTA. But no, we wouldn't do that one because that would be, uh, that would be compounding a man's shame and embarrassment. And that would be, yeah. that would be unfair, wouldn't it? Would. It would. Uh, but just hypothetically, imagine I brought that one along. Jeff Keeley pisses live on stage. Live at BAFTA this week, uh, the Game Awards uh, host, Jeff Keeley did a urine in his pants. He said, oh no. Not in front of my best friend. Not in front Hideo of my Kojima. best friend Hideo Kojima. And Kojima could only watch on as, as Piddle, a little Piddle Puddle formed around his feet. And that's it. That's the full article. And that ah. was real. That's a real article. And you can put triple jump as the quote. According to Takaku.com. Yes. Yes. That's weird news. Thank you for your weird news. Thank you. It's time for another question. Uh, it's from Ed Hike. We now have a pronunciation. We for, do. Thank you, Ed. I've been saying hoik. Hoik. Very hoik. Greetings. Thank you, Ed, for giving us the pronunciation of your surname. I will forget. Greetings, BAP, and the whole team at tri uh, Triple Jump Towers. Back in the primordial days of video gaming, my mother brought home a surprise for the family's Atari 2600. Ooh. A copy of Pac-Man. Oh, no. I opened the box, put the game in, and quickly realized that it wasn't very good. No, it was terrible. Regardless, I played the heck out of that game, gritting my teeth and telling myself that I was having fun and that this game was good. No, great. Have you bought or received games that you played and played even though you knew they were terrible and that there was very little fun to be had? Best of festive seasons to you all, Ed. Last name is pronounced Hike, if you are curious. We are curious. Thank you, Ed. Uh, and also, shout out to your mum for single-handedly attempting to keep the video games industry alive because yeah. I believe it was uh, Pac-Man, the combined might of Pac-Man and E.T. Yeah. E that caused the crash or contributed to it anyway. Is that the one, I think that's the one that couldn't show all four ghosts on screen at the same time. So they would phase between each four frames that ticked through, a different ghost would appear. So you just have these like flickering ghosts moving oh, around. Oh God, the I'm not maze. familiar with these specifics. That I think the, that's the, the video game crash stuff sounds right anyway. I'm not sure. It might be a different version of Pac-Man, but I, yeah. I'm aware that there's a bad one out there. Woof. You know what, Ben? Do you want to go first? Yeah? Yeah. Why? Because you always have to hang around all the time. Oh, no, I don't mind. And I did a big old answer at the beginning. Oh, you don't mind. Well, you don't have to feel bad about that. I don't feel bad, but it's Christmas. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. And it is my day. 
Yeah. The big red man with with all his his folds and and, and creases and strange bulges all over his Well, body. it's because he's meant to be a, a big, jolly large man. Yeah. And you're, you're not. You're, Christmas man. You don't fill it out enough as Christmas man. Brian Butterfield would say. Maybe after Christmas, you'll be able to fit into it. That's just, my goal. Just I still right. have. Honestly, I've had people come to visit and I've given them plastic bags each like it's Halloween and opened drawers and said, please. Full of tat Take candy. chocolate <laughs> home with you. Please take chocolate home with you. But I will eat so much that I will be sick and the size of a real Christmas man. Me too. Well, thank you. I will go first then. I'm going to talk to you about Rune Factory Oceans, uh, which okay. I have opened the Wikipedia page of, and I will right. tell you. Now, this series does have a following, and when you see it, you'll know why. There's the cover. Right, I yeah. understand. Japanese sort of pseudo-children all living in some kind of community together. Yeah. That's basically what it's about. It has anime girls on the cover. Rune Factory Tides of Destiny, known in Japan and PAL regions as Rune Factory Oceans, or Rune... <laughs> it does have the Japanese pronunciation, yeah. and I'm, and I'm going to try it. I'm so sorry. Rune Fakutori Oshanzu. Okay. It sounds wrong, but that is... That's what it says. That's often how they translate. Uh, yeah, and it's off, I find it quite fun, actually. Yeah. I enjoy it. Uh, is a Wii and PlayStation 3 role-playing game in the Rune Factory series developed by Neverland. It is published mm. by Marvelous Entertainment in Japan. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, so players control a male and female character in one. In one. Um, the male side named Aiden and the female side named Sonya as they traverse the seas on a giant beast named Ymir. The beast can raise sunken islands and ships from the sea. Players are able to farm, fight using a real-time battle system and form relationships. Wow. So I saw this and 55% uh, on Metacritic, by the way, just to be clear. Yeah. I saw this, and I knew it wasn't the best game in the world, but I really enjoyed the Harvest Moon games growing up, and so I actually requested this one. I was like, this looks a little bit like Harvest Moon. I think I could get into this. Mm. And I started it up, and I played maybe 40 minutes of it. Okay. And then I decided, oh, actually, no. No, I don't like it at all. There's too much... Uh, going on yeah. and not enough literally anything just things happening yeah i could not get into it at all um the f i don't think i even got far enough to begin farming or forming relationships whatever that means mm -hmm. uh but yeah i was really hoping for harvest moon and i did not get that and then stardew valley came along and nothing will ever be as good as stardew valley so it's kind of really tough to get into the life sim farming genre at yes. this point yeah uh, but rune factory oceans is my is my i think my answer for that one okay. one that i self-inflicted Right. I, re I requested it and then hated it. So mm -hmm. that's my fault. Uh, well, I, uh, th the reason that the London Racer games came <laughs> onto my radar is because I genuinely just bought a copy from our, we had a cost cutter in our village, mm -hmm. which is like a franchise of corner shops. Um, and for a, about a period of like a year or two, they had a little, not not a little, a, a little <laughs> gaming section. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, it was mostly DVDs, actually, but they, a couple of the shelves had some PS1 games on. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were like $9.99 and uh, usually quite rubbish. In fact, I bought a copy of uh, what on, on PS1 in, in Europe was called Evo's Space Adventure, mm -hmm. but uh, elsewhere is known as Space 
station Silicon Valley and was available on N64 as well oh. and was much better. Um, but I bought a copy of that on PS1, went home and played that, and that was so rubbish that I pretended it was broken and took it back to the <laughs> oh, shop. Oh, God. They didn't do refunds just if you didn't like the game, but I just went, I walked straight back and mm. said, yeah, it's it's just, it doesn't run. It's just like broken. They gave me a refund. I was oh, like, yeah. man. That was a bit naughty. Got your me, 999 but, back. Yeah, but uh, one that I did buy and for some reason keep and play uh, was London Racer, the first one. And we know how bad that game is. Worst games ever alumni. Worst games ever, indeed. Yeah, the whole series um, have... Uh, various installments from the series have been on Worst Games Ever, and we've still got more of them to play. Yeah, uh, the PS, some of the PS2 ones, um, and I even uh, one of the earlier videos I did on YouTube on my personal channel was a review for it to say, to just show the world how bad it was. I mean, that game is rubbish. Just to remind you of some of the uh, issues mm. that happen, you can go out of bounds if you just rub against a wall enough, and then drive off into a where there's no floor. It's just a skybox. Um, you hit invisible walls all the time that are just in the track. Uh, and uh, at one point in the review that I did, I got wedged through a lamppost. The lamppost was coming directly out of the roof of my Mini. Uh, and if I held left or right, the car wouldn't move, but the camera would try and turn. And it sort of twisted the the graphic the rendered graphic of the car into a strange shape oh as the God, camera like moved flump. around it yeah it was yeah it was really strange <laughs> jesus um rubbish game uh just looks terrible as well even if it ran okay so yeah but i for some reason just carried on playing it mm. um i don't think i even got as far as unlocking anything i just you know maybe maybe a, a track or two but that was it Damn. um but I don't know why. I Not just... to mention the numerous mistranslations and yes, the yeah. winner. You are the winner. You are of winning there of all. Brilliant. Um, the the gar. What was something about the garage? No, no. The menu. The race menu. E. Yeah, the menu. E with an E on M -E -N -U -E. the end. Menu. E. Yeah. Brilliant. Terrible game. But I think it was just it was that era where. Well, this is it now. I own this game, and I don't own many other games. Yeah. So I'm going to play. Got to play it. So, yeah, that was it. I've got to get through this, mm. you could say, Indeed, I suppose. as Daniel, Daniel Beddingfield as, says. As our friend Dan would mm. say. What's he doing? Don't know, getting through it, I guess. Well, getting I hope this. so, because he was so popular, and yeah. he had those two songs. And got he to had get a sister, this. Natasha. Yeah, Natasha did great. Songs. And also then stopped. Yeah. What's going on with those two? What are two? the Beddingfields doing? Are the Beddingfields all right? Counting their money. Well, I suppose so. They both did very well for a very Briefly. short period of yeah. time. I hope yeah. they did some savings. Yeah, these these words are my own. From Which my did the book one as well. Um, Hearthstone. Rest is still unwritten. Hearthstone. Hearthstone. Yeah, yeah a little Hearthstone advert there. If uh, Blizzard had uh, had any sense, they would they would bring her in. Yeah, it uh, doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. It's time for something rather large. Mm -hmm. I think we're setting a. Speedrun record. A speedrun record. and Well, we've been here before, probably in the early days, but not for a long time. Over a year, I yeah. doubt we've been at the big discussion before the hour mark, let alone the three quarters of an hour mark. Sorry you've all been shortchanged this week. Sorry, everyone. guys. Uh, we hope you we hope you've enjoyed it anyway. You, you know, it's Christmas Eve. You're all busy anyway if you celebrate. We're just answering efficiently. We're just not waffling. We're just really good at answers. So Let's it's time. Let's try and time. do a big discussion. For the big discussion. 
It's big discussion time, time for the big video game discussion that comes this week courtesy of Andrew Barnes, who says, Hey guys, is there a game you like to play that gets you in the festive spirit? I personally enjoy Dead by Daylight and have spent four Xmases in a row either helping my fellow survivors uh, escape or chucking them on a hook as the killer. Fun times. Brand new to this Patreon malarkey, but been a fan of you guys since way back on What Culture. For many years now, you've had me in absolute hysterics. After a long, stressful day of being a social worker, I find there's no better way to chill out than sticking on some triple jump and having a bloody good laugh. Ooh. Merry Xmas to you all. Have a good one. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. It's a very tough job. Uh, so yeah, it is. Yeah, appreciate it. Doing good work. Thanks Thank a lot. You. Peter. Yeah. What helps you get in the festive spirit beyond, you know, murdering people? Beyond digitally? murdering people. Well, um, when we were at What Culture, we did a 12 Games of Christmas mm. series, me, you and Jules. I, don't th- I think it was just the three of us, wasn't I think it? Scott was on it. Did too. Scott do it I as believe well? so, yeah. I can't remember. I yeah, so. um, maybe so. Um, but uh, yeah, he must have done because we only did three games each and there's 12 days. So there we go. are. Maths. Mystery solved. Um, and uh, it it mostly was just games that had sort of slightly wintry or Christmassy bits in them. Yes. Like not not that many of them were full Christmas games. And my answer to this question, much like at least two of my answers today have been is, well, not really, no, but... Uh, so I don't play games at Christmas necessarily that get me in the festive spirit, I don't think. There are games that I would probably play around Christmas time because I've got free time to play games and maybe there's something like, oh, I've not played that for a while and maybe that happens every year. I don't know. Um, But certainly I can at least tell you what games I like the Christmassy bits of, even if I don't necessarily make the effort to sit down around the Christmas period and play them. Yeah. So uh, I really like the uh the day in bully mm. um that's a really good one classic um it's called christmas is here so that game has like a day night cycle and you have to be in bed by like midnight or something i can't remember otherwise you just pass out and you wake up at 9 a.m in your bed or 8 a.m um but the christmas day because there's like loads of stuff to do you have to go and like there's loads of collectibles and you can go and smash like 15 snowmen and there are special missions and there's all sorts going on um it's the one day of the whole game's cycle that is like eternal so i think when it gets to like 3 p.m or something it just the clock stops ticking so you've then got this like day that you can just run around for forever uh enjoying christmas you can put on your special clothes um there's like special missions with like a drunk santa that you go and speak to and yeah that's a really good one Mm. um and then i also quite like the snow levels in um bugs bunny lost in time on the ps1 yes Uh, there's a couple of those set in the medieval period one of them is just like a downhill skiing one just out of nowhere they're like this game has a skiing level now and you're like okay that's fine um (laughs) so they're pretty cozy there's there's like you know little like log cabins and pine trees and snow and uh, you know, all all sorts of nice things. So, um, yeah, those two make me feel very Christmassy for their Christmas-themed content. But um, I don't think specifically there's anything that I would play um, at Christmas time to get me in the spirit because, uh, I don't know, for one thing, I've got too much stuff that I watch every year rather than play. Um, what do you watch? I watch um, the 19... 70 i think version of a christmas carol it's just called scrooge okay stars albert finney um and that's a good one uh i'm not it's i don't mind the muppets christmas carol i know some people love that and i think it's fine but it's not my favorite um i watch uh the box of delights which i've watched two years ago on stream 
Um, and uh, there's a few things I watch. I like to just like watch Christmas special episodes of like sitcoms and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, nothing nothing specific at Christmas other than maybe like playing party games with with the family. Yeah. Um, but again, they're not. It's not really to get me in the spirit um, as such. Uh, do you have any? traditional uh, any ritual games that you play every year no ritual games as such mm. so i've i've elected to just name some of the games that have dominated recent christmases right um but it, in terms of games that i remember fondly from christmases past as you have mentioned specifically from that name redundant uh, yeah. series of videos we made um the runescape christmas content oh yeah i am very nostalgic for mm. you know uh, jolly old uh Father Christmas, uh, Christmas man, hanging out in the middle of Varrock next to a big Christmas tree. Yeah. And he gives you some quests. You get, I think, transported somewhere to another place. And there's elves. You have to help them out. And at the end, you get sort of, there's like three hats and three scarves that you can unlock. Mm. And I think one of my original characters still has them. And you can, and you can still wear them. And people are like, how do you get that? You can't drop them either because they're, they're special items. Yeah. Um, so, I, and everything was covered in snow. I remember that very fondly. Yeah, I do. And I'm trying to think of the other one that I um, that I chose as well. Um, there's, of course, you know, f- how the saints saved Christmas. Oh, yeah, the, the Borderlands 2, how Marcus saved Mercenary Day. I think that's right. a fantastic piece of DLC that uh, I really, really enjoy. And I believe that was actually a free update as well, or it might be free with the season pass. Mm-hmm. But it's great. You get to a new location. There's there's like a raid boss there, lots of silly quests, and uh, there's like tiny, tiny Timothy or something. It's all, it's all sort of with the warped Borderlands humor all mm. of the residents have been frozen solid in snowmen and stuff like that so that that i really like that too i thought that was excellent um but in terms of stuff that i associate with christmas i suppose pokemon is synonymous with christmas to an extent not just because right. that's where i first got um my copy of pokemon blue and my game boy of course uh but there have been a couple of years where i i have just ended up playing pokemon at christmas mm. sat around while everybody's opening presents and things i can sit there you know, with headphones off and Game Boy on or, mm. or portable game device on playing a Pokemon game. So a few years ago, that was Pokemon Sun. I did that with Sun. Sun. And uh, last year, it was all about Halo because mm. I took my Series S home with me and I decided to bone up on the Halo games because I'd never really played them before. So I played through 1, 2, 3, ODST and Reach in a very short time mm-hmm. and then tried to watch some sort of recap video for Halo 4 and 5 and it didn't make any bloody sense because it got super high concepts and I lost interest. And Not then I playing. played Halo Reach and uh, enjoyed the hell out of it. I made it onto my Game of the Year list, even though the story was kind of crap and I finished it really fast because I just mainlined the, Halo the story. Halo Reach, did you just say? Uh, no. No, Infinite. Infinite, oh, Infi- yeah, Infinite right, is yeah. what I meant. Yeah, Infinite yeah. is what I meant. Uh, but I still really enjoyed Halo Infinite. Um, mm. I thought it was a great game. And uh, I don't know if they've given up on split-screen co-op now or what. I hear conflicting things come out about that game all the time. But it clearly was not ready. Mm. Uh, released way too soon if they're still working on aspects of it now. If if he, indeed that even is the case. Um, I just I hear bits and pieces every so often like, oh, another person's left the studio. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man, such a shame because I really liked Infinite. Um, this year though, I think it's going to be all about, uh, father Chris is core crisis core, right? just because that is dominating my time at the moment. And I don't foresee myself playing it that much this week, but I know I have a free boxing day and I'm taking my PlayStation with me. So I will probably play a lot of crisis core over this, uh, over this crisis period, Christmas period. Yes. Oh, it's exhausting being us, huh? Um, and <laughs> 
and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, apart from party games, like uh, hidden, not hidden agenda. Knowledge is power is a favorite. Yeah. Uh, the the old folks they understand that one. They know mm-hmm. how to play that one. Yeah. Hidden agenda though, we tried to play that through with them. I think last year they weren't into it. No. Because it was uh, the grittier. Well, it wasn't even that it was too gritty. It was that the reaction times needed were uh, a bit complicated, yeah. and they didn't really feel like they were contributing to anything. So, mm. uh, but they like the bits where it says. Uh, Dad, you are the most trusting. You mm. have been voted as the most. Only you can make this decision. They enjoyed those bits, the yeah. social aspects, but the the bits where it's like, oh, make sure you search for clues in time. Mm. They couldn't really do that. It's too too hard. Um, but what about you? Have you you got anything that you think you're uh, is is going to be on the agenda this festive break for you? Um, I don't know because I'm I'm going to be away until the new year as of the end of this week so um i'll definitely be playing as i say i'll be playing party games i have a lot of time to do that with uh with the the family in law or Mm. just the family i suppose um so but it's difficult to know I'm, i'm pretty sure that um when i come back in january uh, I will have a little bit of time to to play some stuff, but I'm not quite sure. I, I mean, I've, as I say, I've started Resident Evil now, so mm. probably be finishing that off. And that was a game that I got for Christmas. So uh, in a sense, that's something that could get me into the the festive spirit, um, much like Tech and Tag Tournament could do yes. if I had a box of wine gums. But um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, not sure exactly. Um, but I'm looking forward to just having a bit of time to to just sit down and choose like, okay, well, what do I want to play? I've mm. got got the opportunity now i'm not at work all day let's let's pick something but uh don't know what it's going to be just mm. yet well it's an exciting time mm. a time for many people to come together as family and uh or just isolate yourself and catch up on the video games, yeah. or do a little bit of both mm. whatever it is that you do end up doing whether you celebrate or you don't or you're working or whatever the situation is with you we hope you have a, a good a good period uh, between now and new year's and also stay safe on new year's as well of course please do we will be back in podcast form before New Year's Eve, uh, in the form of a bonus podcast, which mm. was sort of a Q&A podcast we recorded last week just to make sure there's something going out. So the uh, patrons sent in a load of questions and we pulled them out of a hat and uh, rattled off our answers. So a bit of a, what's the term I'm looking for? A bit of a... Uh, smorgasbord? A smorgasbord, yeah. A bit Maybe. of a uh, the, the sort of changing up of the formula, a bit, bit all over, not all over the place. That's not the right word that I'm looking for. <laughs> Uh, a bit different, a little bit different. Mix, mixing it up. Yeah, mixing it up a little bit. So so come check that out. But we would like to hear what you think of all the things we've discussed this week. Let us know in the comments below, of course. And Peter's going to tell you some other places you can get in touch too. You can find us on youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. It's where all of our videos and live streams happen. When we're streaming on both YouTube and Twitch, we're modded by Lord Brotovich, Trowling Badger and Mr. Black. And if you've got Amazon Prime, Part of the bundle that you're already paying for includes a Twitch sub that you can just spend on anyone you like. You can spend it on us. Doesn't cost you anything extra. Doesn't cost you do anything extra. Um, we've got uh, a Facebook and a Twitter. Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump for legacy video content, live stream announcements, bits of weird news, all sorts of things, all put there by Fraser. Thank you, Fraser. Thank you, Fraser. TikTok.com forward slash at Team Triple Jump. Ashton is doing TikToks over there. They're great. Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump for uh, various tiers with various rewards attached. Maybe go and have a look at those if you've got a bit of Christmas money to spend or something. Yeah, maybe. It's up to you. Maybe so. 
Uh, we've got a website as well. It's triplej.mup. That's triplej.mp. Uh, if you go to triplej.mup forward slash discord, you can access our discord. It's modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollowise. So if Ashton tells you that if they tell you to do something, you better flip and do it. Bloody well do it. But not if I tell you that. No. Um, uh, if you want to listen to the podcast in its audio forms, if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can go to triplej.mup forward slash podcast to get there nice and easily. Um, we've got a VODs channel, which can be easily accessed at triplej.mup forward slash VODs, or just search YouTube for it, whatever you like. Yep. Uh, you can get a cameo from me or Ben or Ashton, if she's well enough, or James Jenkins. James Jenkins. By going to triplej.mup forward slash cameo. And lastly, from me, is triplejumpshop.com. You can go there to look at all of our merch, including our Christmassy merch. Um, needless to say, if you order one of these now, you won't get it in time. It's not going to arrive in time. But uh, be in time for next Christmas. If you want to just add it to your cycle of, you know, the next 15 years of Christmas decorations. Uh, we've got a hat as well, a woolly hat. That will be in time for the rest of winter if you order yeah. one of those. And we've got various bits of logo merch and old stuff as well from previous drops. So go and have a look at those and follow at Triple Jump Shop on Twitter for the latest and greatest news uh, about our merch um, as it's coming. The very best news. Yeah. Why not follow Peter and Ashton on Twitter, Instagram, and Hive at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and myself just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's not changing over the Christmas break, by the way. Uh, streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday being the joint stream. Blaze Blaze it. It. Sorry, on YouTube. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday being solo streams on Twitch. Obviously, that will be changing while we're not here. Uh, but there should have been a full a full slate of streams hopefully this week if Ashton's feeling a bit better and you're doing one stream over the holidays I you? certainly am the 29th I think at 3pm there'll be a post that goes out about it the day before I'm I'm going to be running through all of New Game Plus in Demon's Souls so jump the gun there it's at the end come it? and check it out well you know people might tune out any might, second now yeah. so it's good to get ahead of it uh, the worst games ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier Sunday for everybody else the podcast is every Saturday and we do shows all the bloody time come check them out why not leave a five star review that could be your Christmas present to us on your platform of choice it helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms it's the worst games ever week this week it is it's a Christmassy worst game ever um, I off the top of my head can't remember what it is but I walked past James's it's computer a computer yesterday and I know what it. it is. What is it? I can't remember what it's called, but it's the it's the Wii one. Remember oh yeah. One? It's not called Well, it is called I think it's called We Wish You a Merry Christmas, but it, it. it's not spelled W I I, which is stupid. Yeah, it's just we. called We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Stupid people. Uh yeah, it's a sort of weird mini game collection. It's not even a party game. It's single player, I think. It's truly quite baffling maybe it does have multiplayer options but anyway we played it single player and it's rubbish um but very <laughs> baffling yeah. yes it'll be out already for patrons and on actual christmas day for everybody else mm. so by the time you watch it it won't be christmas anymore and you won't want to watch it so perfect timing from us uh go check it out it'll be the 12 days of christmas yeah it'll be fine you haven't taken down your decorations yet have you no. nah uh and then yes on the 29th i will be doing a big old stream of demon's souls on new game plus with barbara pierce so come check it out there may be special guests there might not be uh -huh. i don't know okay. uh on twitch so come come hang out on twitch on uh, on the 29th hmm. just enough time to hear from our sponsor again today yeah and that is of course the brand new square enix action rpg father chris's core 
Father Chris's Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Mm. It's out right now on PS5 and PS4 and I and Switch, I think, as well, and also Xbox. Final, it could have been Final Fantasy re, re, Stage and Reunion Stuffing. Stage, did I just say? Stage, Sa- stage, stage and re, Reunion Stuffing or yeah. something. I don't know. Reu, you, Dolph. Yes, reunion. <laughs> I was trying. I tried. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. No, doesn't matter. It can't be done. Have a fantastic and safe festive period, everybody. We will see you next Saturday. Look after yourselves. Yeah. Bye. Enjoy. Merry Christmas. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.